Hey guys, welcome to the One Delightful Podcast. Where we believe life should be simple. But awesome. I'm Katie. And I'm Philip. And we invite you to join us on a journey as we try to start a new business and grow our family. While trying to clear through the clutter of life to create space for what really matters. And trust us, if we can do it, anyone can do it. On today's show, we're going to check in with What's the Word? We're going to play a game called Hum That Hook. We'll finish our conversation about how to declutter literally anything. And then we're going to wrap up with a segment called What Do You Recommend? Today's show is sponsored once again by One Delightful Shop and the fall launch that's coming really, really soon now. One Delightful Shop is an online boutique of clothing all made in the U.S., shipping for free for all size women. Can we say that it's the most amazing women's clothing that's ever come together in one curated space in the history of the human race? It's possible. And use the code PODCAST to get 10% off your next order. Hello, Katie. Hey, Philip. What's the word? So my word this week is hair. Ooh, hair. This is a controversial subject. When I picked the word hair, I didn't think about how it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean hair on my head. <laughs> okay, because at the time we're recording this, it's summer, it's humid, and I have a lot of hair. It's long, it's thick. It's pretty, it's luscious. <laughs> but I feel like I've always struggled to like figure out how to manage it. And so this spring I tried this thing called a keratin treatment, which was really amazing. I have like wavy, thick, how else would, I don't know how else to describe Luscious. I have a lot of hair and it also, my hairdresser said when I wash my hair, it's like the water does not want to let go of my hair. So it's really hard for me to blow dry my hair. The water loves your hair so much <laughs> that it says, oh, if we leave this place, we've got to go to the sewer and then maybe to someone else's hair. Yeah. So anyways, it, t- it takes me a long time to blow dry my hair. And so I just was looking for a way to manage it more easily. So I thought the keratin treatment, oh, this is great. So, but now I'm having this moral dilemma because I really liked the keratin treatment It made it so I could blow dry my hair really quickly. It was nice and smooth. It basically makes your hair soft and smooth. It takes out like that. So what's the moral dilemma? Well, I've been Googling some stuff reading that maybe keratin's not very good for you. So I'm torn because on one hand it was super convenient, but on the other hand, I don't really want to be putting something on my hair that causes cancer. That's hard. I feel like a lot of the things that make life more convenient have some sort of side effect that make it bad for you. And these are the kinds of things that leave me in decision paralysis. So, Philip, what's your word this week? My word this week is genius. Well, that could go a lot of places. It could go a lot of places. So let me specify a little bit more. Our kids watch Netflix every day, and I don't think as a parent you quite understand how spoiled you are by Netflix until you have to turn on network TV and see how many commercials that kids are bombarded with during a network TV show. And the lack of control with regular cable. Totally. 
So our kids have been watching Netflix, and Netflix a couple times now has bought the rights to a B-movie that probably didn't make any money at the box office, but they've made a big deal about it coming out. The first one I can think of is Boss Baby. How do you know Boss Baby didn't kill it in the box office? I don't know. I just feel like a movie where Alec Baldwin plays the character of like an infant who runs a large business probably did not do super well in the box office. But that movie and now Captain Underpants has come to Netflix. And when it comes to Netflix, they make a big deal about it by putting it up in the banner image. So you want to click on it and the kids see a cartoon. So they want to watch it. And the movie is average to slightly below average but then netflix takes the excitement of the movie and they turn it into a like a television series so they don't have to come up with new ideas for tv shows for kids and they get kids excited about it by giving them the movie first and i just think it's brilliant so i've got like a four-year-old daughter who's super excited about the boss baby tv series because (laughs) netflix is genius And now we're gonna play a game called Hum That Hook, where we hum the hook to hip hop and R&B songs and have to guess what song it is. So Katie, I'm excited about this game because we're gonna be able to prove forever that we're pretty cool and know hip music. I don't know if that's true because I just had to Google hip hop songs. (laughs) I had one in mind and I'm not even positive it's hip hop. Okay, so this is how this is going to work. You're going to go first and you're going to hum the hook to a hip hop or R&B song. And then I'm going to have to guess and all of our listeners can guess at the same time what song that is. And we'll see if we're right. Are you ready? Sort of. Go for it. (laughs) Gin and juice. Really? Try it one more time. You just want me to sound I think we, we each get to we each get to, to guess two times. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there and just say I have no idea what that really? is. Yeah, okay. Now so tell me what it is and then hum it, because I bet I'll be able to say it after that. So tell you what it is. Yeah, so what is it? Jenny from the block. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Here's where the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny. Wow. Okay. So you actually, you did a pretty good job with that. And I just totally missed it. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Go. Okay, you can stop because I have no idea. Okay, let me try one more time. Really listen, really listen, okay? Really listen. I know what it is. Okay, what is it? Money. Something about money? No. Oh. It's about a state. California. It is. It's Tupac, California. Okay, you sing along. No. (laughs) It is, but listen now. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yay, got it. All right, great. All I'm right. I'm not singing, but thank you. Okay, so you've got one, I've got none, but I did have to give you a hint. So maybe yeah. the second time you can give me a hint. But no, I totally knew what it was. I just couldn't think of the word, like the <laughs> title. Okay, you're up. Round two. That that did not even have a melody. You have to do the hook part, not just like the rap part. Okay, but I'm still going to offer a guess and then you can give me a hint and do it again. Okay. I'm going to say that that was ludicrous uh, chicken and beer. No. All right. Give me give me a hint. Try again. No, you have to give me a hint. Oh, oh, oh. Is it allowed to be like a more current song? Oh, yeah. It could be whatever you want. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay. Since you only know one current song, I think I'm going to be able to guess it this time. Go for it. Oh, that's so easy. That's God's Plan by Drake. AKA the only hip hop song either one of us have listened to in the last like six months. I hold back sometimes I don't. <laughs> All right, Philip, you're up. All right. This is a blast from the past that I think you're going to love. Here we go. End of one, end of two. I have no idea. Okay, um, let me give you a hint. Even though I think you're really good at this. Let me give you a hint. This person is a diva. Celine Dion. And let me try again. <laughs> It's Mariah Carey. Yes, it is. Is that what it's called? It's not called Dream Lover. Oh, maybe it's Dream Lover. That's it. She's a diva. Mariah Carey. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say neither one of us did great, but I think it was like one to one. Sure. I think it's hard to say because, like, you did a good job with the humming, but I guess yours right I both think times. this is an incredible gift that you have that will definitely recur on the podcast again. So <laughs> this has been Hum That Hook. Today, we're going to conclude our conversation about how to declutter literally anything. We've been talking about this for the last two podcasts, so make sure and check those out so you get caught up with the conversation. And so this is something we're very much still in the throes in, I would say. We've started the process of trying to declutter our house, but we found that even with like around a 1,500 square foot house, which is maybe even average to small for America. Yeah, I think that's right. I feel like we're pretty overwhelmed with the process. And some of that may just be the stage of our kids too. I've stayed home with our two kids for the most part while working on the side, always kind of having some sort of business to try and like help make ends meet. Um, And I always thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but then I found that the... I don't know if it's like, you know, kids need stuff, obviously, and that's fine. But I feel like the having to figure out the parenting of kids are nagging you. How do you make them stop nagging or like 
nagging? Is that the right word? I think nagging is a very kind word for what happens a lot of time with children. (laughs) Does anybody else feel like their kids think they're a short order cook and they're just like water? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Just one word. I I think it borders more on like the um, harassment spectrum. Yeah. In trying to squelch that, because I feel like one of my things lately with our four-year-old that's especially sassy is she is trying to like pull stuff like that all the time, like just making like almost one word demands when she can talk like in full sentences and trying not to respond to it because I'm like, I feel like I'm probably somewhat encouraging this by even yeah. honoring it with a response. The A really hard one that really like makes you feel like a lot smaller of a person is when you're sitting down and all of a sudden you hear... Wipe me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're glad. At that point, I'm more of a servant than a parent. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I always thought I wanted to stay home with the kids. But then I think once I started to do that, I realized the potential luxury of also working. But also, I think any... Any road you're taking with parenthood is hard. Because it's like, if you're home, it's hard. If you're out of the house, it's hard. Because we've kind of done a mix of both, and we found that any way that it happens... Every stage is yeah. hard. We yeah. was, I was actually having a conversation with a friend, a single friend, mm-hmm. um, about just being married and having kids. And it's so interesting, because if you're single, you're annoyed by married people who and talk about... And you're annoyed about, that it's hard. Yeah, exactly, by how hard marriage is. And if you're married but don't have kids, you're annoyed by people like us who say, oh, you have no idea, it's so much harder with kids. When the reality is... There is a sense where it's harder. It's been harder to be married than it was to be single. But I think it's also been awesome to be married. It's a lot harder to have kids than to not have kids. But it's also really awesome to have kids, too. It's not like you would, like, trade it back. Like, right. you'd go back because I feel like your heart gets bigger. Right. You know, it's like... You just like, want to go back for, like, a weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but it does make you crazy, and it can feel like it's hard to win yeah. in any situation that you're in. Life's just hard sometimes. But what does this have to do with clutter? Well, so I feel like with us, a lot of the reason that we're making the changes in our life that we are with you starting a new business, my work is changing so that I could do more of that with you is so that we could create margin in our lives for stuff that's important, time with each other, uh, time to just sort of relax and live and enjoy life. And a lot of it's like to enjoy time with our kids too. But I feel like what we found is that as we've had the stress of starting a new business, that actually has been something that very quickly has squeezed out any semblance of margin and replaced it with sort of like mental clutter, mental stress And that manifests with the kids, right? And like being a little quicker to be short with them um, or just like have a quicker temper. And I think that affects them too, which I think is where the decluttering process comes in. Yes. So I've read some too about how like clutter is like really hard for people with ADHD. It like increases those kinds of tendencies and um, anxiety and depression as well. So as we've started to declutter, I've started to do some research on decluttering and like why is clutter stressing me out so much? Because I feel like I'm one of those people that I look around the room and if there's just a ton of stuff everywhere, it stresses me out. And 
there's a link with decluttering, excuse me, not decluttering, but clutter and inability to focus, ADHD, stuff like that, which makes so much sense. It totally does. But it's like, I think when we're making these purchases and bringing things into our house, we're not realizing like how it might affect our attitude or mood, right? Yeah. And then I feel like if you're a parent or if you're like us and going through kind of maybe a potentially stressful life change, like trying to start up a new business or a job, it's already hard to focus. So adding clutter to that just adds to the decision paralysis and stress level, I think, in our house for sure. And so I want to be able to give my kids, my husband, my family, like my best attention, but I feel like I'm distracted when I see just endless clutter around our house. And I think I've said this before, we're not hoarders, but I feel like I probably have like a touch of ADHD. And I think a lot of us do really with when you think of how technology has impacted our attention span, that I think this clutter thing just is complicating things a ton. And so for us, we really want to clear through the clutter, like we said, to just be able to enjoy life more. Yeah. So getting rid of the clutter physically is like the first step we feel like in clearing, starting to clear all the rest of those kinds of clutter in our life. Um, so the last couple of weeks, we've gotten to the point where we have picked a space and emptied it out. Last week, we talked about when you empty all your stuff out, how you sort through it um, to decide what stays and what goes. And today we're going to touch just a, for a couple minutes on now you're at the time when you want to put the stuff back where it belongs. And how do you do that in a way where in a week or two, you don't just go back to the same sort of like time bomb <laughs> feeling right. of like clutter that goes off in the space? How do you put it back so that it's better than it was before? Yes. So how do you finish this process of decluttering, but not end up a cluttered hot mess once again. A hot mess, the hottest mess. Oh, hot messes. Okay. So one of the things that I found once I've cleared out the space, for example, the kitchen, you definitely are going to want to do like a cleaning of that space once you've cleared it out. I don't always think about this, but you definitely want to budget time for this because it's like you've done all the work to empty out a drawer. Might as well wipe it down. You'll feel better, right? It kind of gives you like a, cl- a clean slate to start with. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like as you're thinking about putting stuff back, hopefully you've got a lot less stuff that you're putting back than you had before after you've sorted through it. But to not just end up at the same cluttered places before, I feel like you've almost got to like change your habits about the way that you use your things. And that's another place that Marie book was really helpful to us where she talks a lot about when you put stuff back put it back thinking about the way that you're going to use it. Mm -hmm. And the most practical place I feel like that we've both changed the way we've done this is with our uh, clothes that are in drawers. This is a really small example, but I think it sort of fits with whatever space you're decluttering. She would say, why would you put t-shirts back in a stack one on top of the other? Um, because that's just asking for that drawer to like end up being a mess again, because to get the fourth shirt down, you've got to sort of mess up the shirts above it to get to it. So we've started with stuff like t-shirts or pants that are in drawers 
folding them in such a way where they're arranged in rows. Yeah. So like folding the t-shirt so that it's like a little bit fat and then like putting one right after another instead of one on top of the other. And that legitimately has helped our drawers stay a little bit more organized and it has helped not just return them to like a total like mess. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even me who has a hard time implementing habits, I have, when we did that six years ago, whenever that book came out, I, I still put my stuff away that way. Yep. And it's been super helpful. And just another quick pro tip too, with the putting stuff back. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this is helpful, especially if you have sentimental attachments or just are having a hard time getting rid of some stuff that you feel like, eh, I don't use it, but Mm -hmm. I need to keep it. Um, You do the hanger trick um, where when you put this stuff back in your closet or anything that's hanging up, hang it up by the hanger backwards, like put all the hangers sort of like facing out. And then after a month or two... If you look at your closet and there's some hangers that haven't been turned around yet, like you use it and then you turn the hanger around when you put it back, maybe that's an indication of some more stuff that could go. Mm -hmm. And I also, can I say one more thing about that, Philip? I love the idea of, especially with clothing, um, when you're putting it back, put it back by style and then color. But I think part of it for me is I want things to be pretty. So I feel like part of the decluttering and reorganization process is it feels really satisfying to then look in your closet and be like, this looks nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've done that with our books too, organizing them by color. And so that brings us to our next tip, which is inserting your personal style. And I feel like for me, like I said with this right before this, is I I just feel really satisfied with looking at pretty things. I feel like for me, it's like the clutter stresses me out because I want things to be pretty. So it's not like it has to be minimalist and you have nothing, but you need to have spaces for things and they look kind of curated. So... If you're working on something like, say you wanted to declutter a shelf, when you're clearing out a space that also is more of a design space, not just like a super functional space, you may want to think through how you want to insert your personal style. And I got this hack from The Nester. I read her book years ago and I loved it. And we'll put a link to that in our show notes. And she has a new book coming out, which I'm super excited to try cozy minimalist style. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like right up my alley because I'm like, I'm not minimalist. We all know that, but I like cozy, but I don't want clutter either. Yeah. So, um, so we'll put a link to both of those. That one is on pre-order, but what she said is the idea of shopping your house. So try when you're decluttering, try not to buy things in order to declutter, right? Because you're trying to get things out of your house, not into your house. So, but you may find, oh, it would be helpful to have a basket here. So she has the idea of shopping your house. So we have a pretty good attic space. Not everybody has like storage space, but I would say my one argument to like a massive declutter, get rid of everything you don't use, is there might be some things like a basket that you might use in the future, right? So... The idea of shopping your house is, is there something that's somewhere else in your house that you could put in this space that would serve it? So instead of shopping the store, shopping your house. And then the last resort would probably be like shopping the store or Mm -hmm. Facebook marketplace. Because sometimes if you have the budget for it, I like to reward myself with a decluttering project with like 
a new thing that would make me feel like the finishing touch on we did this. Like a tub. Or oh, that's a reference to a former episode, right? That's a podcast. That's our first podcast <laughs> inside joke. But I w- one of my things was we got a fake plant from Target that we can also put a link to. But I'm a pretty big anti-fake plant person. Like I want to do the real green thumb thing, but on a kind of dark space in our bathroom that doesn't get a lot of light, it's not realistic to have a real plant there, but it adds a little like pop of color. But also, I just uh, gave Katie a look of amazement because a light bulb just went off. You also did get a real plant, though. I did get a real plant also. A fern. Right. And it's been really nice. And I'll say, like, the end result of this process for us with our kitchen and our living room has been more nights than not now. We come downstairs after we put our kids to bed, and the space is pretty much in order. Yeah. Because we've cleared out so much stuff that it's not that hard to pick up. And it looks pretty nice and together just sort of naturally now because there's less stuff there. And the fern, it's a nice touch. The love fern. You let it die. Do you know what movie that's from? No, that sounds really dark. (laughs) It's from um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. She pretends like there's a love fern. Anyways, ferns, we are not going to put a link to that in the show notes. Ferns are a pretty easy plant supposedly to take care of. So our challenge to you is get started. Uh, Decluttering can really help you live a more content, happier life. Uh, There's connections with depression, anxiety, and focus uh, that can all get helped when you declutter the spaces that you live in. So it's worth it to make the time and pick the space to get started. And we'd love to see if you're giving this a try, tag us on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to see what project you're going to start on. And if you need help to get the process going, we've created our How to Declutter Anything guide that you can find uh, in the show notes by just clicking the link there. To end the show, we're going to do What Do You Recommend, where we share things that we are loving in the world. Katie, what do you recommend this week? Did you just want to say it in a weird voice? My voice cracked a little bit. Okay. Well, this is one of my favorite things. Philip got me these for Christmas, and I sometimes have to give him a very strong, you will get me this because I want this item, right? Yes, that's right. I'm a bad <laughs> gift giver, and I need as much specific direction as possible. And I think I communicated to you, I'm going to be really bummed if I don't get this thing. Yes. <laughs> so Just you knew you would ruin Christmas if you did Sad face emoji. The okay. Poop, the sad poop emoji. Okay. So now that it's been like seven months, I can say that I really love these things. So these are Bluetooth headphones. I'm using Beats by Dre. It's the kind of the smaller ones, which we have a link to in the show notes. But this is basically one of my mom life hacks. I use these Bluetooth headphones I pair them with my iPhone. I can turn on music if the kids are listening to something else and I don't want to listen to it. If they're listening to a kid's podcast, I want to listen to an adult podcast. It makes me autonomous. An adult podcast? I mean like this, Philip. (laughs) Not, anyways. I can put one headphone in and still be hanging out with the kids while they're like playing with Legos and still hear what's going on with them, but learn at the same time. Or I can do books on tape, which I also love. 
So basically, when you're hanging out with the kids, you're listening to something so you don't there. have to pay attention to them. Well, I think sometimes it's okay to be half there because if you're with them all day and they do not want to give you a break, this is one of my ways of squeezing a little bit of like introvert paradise in there. Yeah. So parenting tip, maybe sometimes it's better to be half there than all the way there. <laughs> I don't know how all. I feel about that. Well, but I think too, I think moms sometimes are criticized for being on their iPhone and zoning out and being with their kids at the same time. But sometimes you need like some adult conversation. So stop it with thinking that adult is a strange word, <laughs> Philip. I just mean mano y mano. Okay. So like a fight. Okay. So anyway, the Beats yes. by Dre, yes. we, we both use them and they've been fantastic. They've been yes. a game changer yes. for us. So Philip, what do you recommend? Katie, this week, my recommendation is in the culinary category. So as we talked about last week, I am always trying weird diets. Yep. And basically one common denominator in pretty much any diet is that you should eat less bread and more leafy greens. So instead of a sandwich, instead of pasta, you need to eat lots of salad. But both of us have a very difficult time with eating just plain salad. Right. So we're always trying to find creative ways to spice up our salad game. One of those has been buying like bag salad kits. I feel very strange having this conversation, but I'm just going to plow on. But one of our incredible summer salads that we found that we both really like is grilled romaine lettuce. Yeah, I'm so glad you like that because that's been one of my favorites. Where you just get a head of romaine lettuce, you cut it in half, you put it on a cutting board, put some olive oil, salt, and pepper on it, and then you put it on the grill two minutes per side, and it tastes really good. It tastes really yummy. It's a nice little summer salad, so my recommendation this week is grilled romaine if you need to up your salad game. Yeah, I was really bummed when romaine was on like the E. coli list. Oh, that happened? Yeah, this spring. And I was like, what are we going to do? Breaking news. We might have been eating E. coli salad all summer. I'm pretty sure it's safe again, though. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of One Delightful Podcast. To find links to anything we mentioned on the show today or to get our How to Declutter Anything guide, make sure you check the links in the show notes. If you want to connect with us, maybe tell us what space you're starting to declutter. You can find me, Katie, on Instagram or Facebook at One Delightful Shop or our website, OneDelightfulShop.com. Did you like this podcast? Did you think it was at least average? We would love for you to tell us that by reviewing us on iTunes. And also, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss another episode that could have something that will change your life forever. 